Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I'm going to start again in Ephesians 3 and verse number 13, read down through 19. And uh, uh, I'm still on the whole family of God and uh, and my my thought my my thought on to, on this today last week I tried to preach on the first family it kind of it was kind of quiet in here and uh, I hope we sowed a seed or two and uh, but today I want to preach on former families plural uh, last week the first family today it's on former families I think we can see ourselves in these other families it's uh, it's pretty we're made it's my old Bible teacher, uh, Raymond Riggs, would say we're made out of the same mud. We haven't changed any since the people in the early days. We're still doing the same foolish things and, and, and getting ourselves in trouble. And uh, aren't you glad God can get you out? No matter how deep you go or how hard the time, listen, no matter what's against you or what you're gonna have to face, I know one that can get you out. All things are possible with God. You're not gonna get into a situation that God can't recover you from if you'll just call on the name of the Lord. Ephesians chapter three, verse 13, if you're there, shout amen. Wherefore, I desire that ye that ye faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. In other words, it's for your benefit. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't tell me it's wrong to come forward, bow on our knees to call upon the name of the Lord. Paul was doing that a long time ago. Of whom the whole family, that's what I'm concentrating on last week, this week, and probably next week, the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Now that tells me two things right there. That tells me I got family in heaven today, praise God. Anybody in here besides me got a family member in heaven today? Hey, I got them in heaven, and whether you like it or not, if you're born again, you're part of my family, and I got them on earth. Aren't you glad? The whole family consists of those in heaven and on earth that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. That's our only hope. That's where our strength is. It's not in this flesh. It's in the spirit of God. Are you still there? That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Father, I love you, and I thank you for this day, Lord. And I thank you for the songs we've heard, the songs we've sang, for everyone that's gathered in this house today, Lord. You made it possible for us to be here. You've granted health and strength, You've recovered some from their illness and others are recovering even now. And I'm going to try to feed your flock this a little bit, Lord, with a few simple thoughts this morning. And I know I'm incapable of doing this without you, Lord. So I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue. 
you would preach me inside the bounds of the writ and I'd be accurate in the scripture. And I'm praying what's done in this house today be pleasing to the God of heaven. And Lord, all these things we ask in the name of our King, in Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, I give a brief outline on the book of Ephesians last week. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to cover all that again. I give you a definition on what a family is. I think it was very clear from the Word of God that we found out that a father, that a family was a father and a mother and children, and it doesn't work any other way. That's how God started the thing. That's how He'll end it, and that's how it is. Now there may be homes where the fathers passed and the, the mother and the children, or the children have passed and it's the mother and the father. Or maybe it's the father and the children, whatever the case might be. But he's still, listen, in order to have a family, it took a daddy and it took a mama and that produces children and that was God's plan from the very beginning. Now, I want to us to consider this. We tried to preach on the first family last week with Adam and Eve and the boys. And the boys, that Adam and Eve had already train wrecked it and the boys just made it worse. Are you with me? I want you to go, I want you to take your Bibles, I want you to turn over to Genesis chapter number 12. Take your Bibles, turn to Genesis chapter 12. Three little verses in this. We're going to go briefly on this. I'm going to give you a couple of thoughts. Uh, this is a uh, this is a simple, for my main points, two main points Three of introduction, it'll come out of these verses right here. Two main points, and I'm going to use three names in each one of the points. And I want us to be consider, consider this morning these things concerning these men. Now, I, the, now the, if you're there, Genesis 12 and 1, shout amen. Now, the Lord had said, so he had already said something to Abram. And he said, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. So what we hear, see here is the beginning of this. Though all souls is mine according to the word of God, speaking of the Lord, he said in Ezekiel, all souls are mine. But here we see the formation or the origin of God's people. They had all just been pretty much heathens up to this point, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He preserved a people through Noah. Noah come out of the flood. By the time you get to Genesis 11, you're gonna find them making, the, trying to build the, the Tower of Babel, which means confusion, and it was a confused bunch from that even into today's time. But here, here you find, if you would, this is the beginning of God's people. It began with Abram. High father. God's going to change his name later on to Abraham, father of a multitude. And he didn't have any children at that time. Now, we see this, and what does he say? Here's God's people. But he says we see separation right here. Right off the bat. God's saying, God's saying, get away from them. And I want you. Why did God, why did God want Abram? Because he would listen. 
Many are called, few are chosen. The chosen are the ones that answers the call. Here he says, get away, get out of thy country, from thy kindred, and from thy father's house. I'm going to show you something, Abram, but you're going to have to leave that in order to see it. Why in the world would he want him to get away from his kindred? Here's why. We'll have to go to Joshua to find the answer. The answer is this. They were all heathens and idolaters. Abram's daddy was an idolater. How many know that it's hard for a son to do something against the influence of the father? So God gets him out of the way, but he had told him already, he said, separate from them. Are you with me? What do we see in verse number one? We see God's people. This is the origin of God's people. Verse number two. We're talking about families. Don't lose it. Former families. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. You know what we see here? We see God's plan. God's people had to be separated. Abram had to come out from among the idolaters in order to be a follower of God. He's going to come out from among them. Come out from among them and be ye a separated people. Touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you is what the Lord says. So it is still imperative that there be a separation. Not isolation. But separation between us and the world. What do we see here? We see God's plan. In verse number two, what's he going to do? He's going to make a great nation out of him. What nation might that be? It's Israel at this time. It is the nation of Israel. But when we get over, when we get over into the New Testament, we find this. We find it's a holy nation. Who might that be? That'd be us. Hold on now. Israel and the church is separate. No, no, listen, listen. Oh, I'm in deep water right here. God used Israel. He used a man who was going to do this. He was going to receive the word of God and he was going to, he was going to, he was going to give that word out. He was going to record the word, if you would. They were meticulous in what they're doing in their records, in their history. He's going to choose that man. That man's Abram. He does this. He brings him then. We see his people. Then he makes a plan. I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make a great nation out of you. Who come, who come from this lineage, praise God, and died on a no rugged cross for us is Jesus Christ. So I've got good news today. You are part of the family if you've been born again. Now, this is, we're learning about the old covenant and the new covenant in Sunday school. Let me stop right there for just a second. You got no excuse not to come to Sunday school. If you're sick, if you're sick, that's a reason, it's not an excuse. 
If you can't sit through that period of time in a church without having, having something wrong and, and, and it requires you to, to you can't sit that long, that's not an excuse, that's a reason. The Sunday school around here, the business ought to pick up. We've got some great teachers doing a great job. And if you're laying out of Sunday school, shame on you. I didn't hear but two amens out of that. Thank you for that amen though. We see God's plan. God's plan is I want to make something out of you. Really. Yeah, I'm going to start with one guy. And he's got the man. That man's going to start his people. And that man's going to be his, his, his this is his plan to take that man and make a great nation out of him. And we are part of that nation today. Yes, sir. And here's what he said. I'm going to make your name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Even the Muslims go back and call him Father Abraham. That's where they start. But they think it's Ishmael instead of Isaac. They're all twisted up. How do you know that? Because of the Bible. I believe the word. How do you know that word's true? The Spirit of God bear witness without my spirit that that is the living word of God. I don't have any doubt about it. Verse number three. Now we see God's people, God's plan. Then verse number three, we see God's promises. And I'll bless them that bless thee. Do you think God has changed his mind and that covenant today is of none effect? Oh no. No. It's still in effect. I'll bless them that bless thee. I'll curse them, him that curseth thee. Now watch this. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram, I'm going to take you. You're my man. I'm going to start a, I'm going to start a plan. I've got a plan. I'm going to use you. And, and then what I'm going to do, and through you, I'm going to bless every family in the world. Mm. Everyone. You know why you got blessings today? Because God has chose to give you blessings. And I, I should have given the list of the things that the Jews have invented and the Nobel Prizes they've won in order to make our lives so much easier today. It's a long, exhaustive list. So even through modern, in modern times, he's still blessing the families of this world through a man named Abraham. Now, let's quickly, quickly, because I've got a little story I want to tell you. Man, it's 12 o'clock. Quickly. But you know what happened with Abraham? Same thing happens to you and I. Listen to this. God gave me this thought last night, late in the evening. This is very profound. You know what happened to Abraham? He didn't fully, he didn't fully obey. Partial obedience.
creates personal offense. Partial obedience creates or births or causes to happen personal offense. Abraham knew he was the man. He knew he, God had, knew he was the plan. And listen, he, had, he knew that God, why? He believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. What is that? That is faith. That's what Lisa demonstrated Wednesday night by coming forward. It's an act of faith and receiving the Lord. Hallelujah. He believed the Lord. Now, here's two things. Two, just two. Number one, just because you're a child of God does not mean you're exempt from this. Number one, trouble. What did Jesus say about this world? In this world you shall have tribulations, A+. plus. You're going to have tribulation in this world. Guaranteed, we're looking at former families. We begin with Abraham. Abraham has a son named Isaac. Abraham done two things right off the bat he shouldn't have done. One, he brought a nephew named Lot. That boy was nothing but trouble from the time he brought him out of Haran. God was right when he said, leave him there. That's pretty hard preaching right there. You can't help some people. But the moment that they want to help themselves and begin to seek the Lord, help's on the way. But you can try to help them till the cows come home. And by the way, the cows never come home. And you'll never help them. But the moment, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. The moment they begin to seek the Lord, help is available. You want any help today? You're just happy in the misery. Like that baby out there. Miserable and don't know why. Got everything it needs. Brought a nephew and met a bond woman. Even though it was the wife's idea, you don't see Abraham or Abram running away from her. He should have kicked her to the curb and said, Look here, Saraya, I'm sticking with you, darling. I don't need the bond woman of Egypt. You know what we're seeing right here? We're seeing the spiritual and the natural and the conflict between the two. And the natural man said, hot dog, bond woman. And the spiritual man, no doubt, all the time, if he's reviewing in his mind and the Holy Ghost reviews, he brings things to our mind. The moment we think it, he shows it, if we're his. If you have not the Spirit of Christ, you're none of his. And there it is, and no doubt the bells are going off. The warning. Number two, we see Abram 
we, we see Abram or Abraham right here. Here's what Job said about it. Man born of woman's a few days and full of trouble. That's what we got. We have Abraham, what did he do? Well, he brought the bond woman. He brought a nephew and it caused him trouble. We, we, bring, we bring a lot of trouble right on ourselves. God ain't within a thousand miles of it, but it sounds like a good idea at the time. Number two was the son Isaac, talking about families. Daddy Abraham, son Isaac. In Genesis 22, here's the thing you can find about Isaac. He was faithful to be offered, but what was that? Do you think that wasn't troubling to that boy when he said, hey, where's the sacrifice? And Abram said, the Lord shall provide himself a sacrifice. Don't you know that boy's thinking, hmm, I hope he does. He has no, stay with me. He has no idea at that time that he is the sacrifice. But when he gets to the top of the hill and the altar is there and, and Abram lays him down and ties him up, most said that he, they thought he bound him up. I don't know if he bound him or he didn't bind him. But there he is, and he's laid up there. I know that. And oh, Abraham's about to kill his boy, and the angel of the Lord stayed his hand. And I'm just going to tell you, that was trouble for O Isaac. God asked you to offer something, sacrifice somehow on, on his behalf. It, you know what? A lot of the time, it's trouble. Cause you trouble in your family, cause you trouble at the workplace, cause you trouble in the church house, just cause you trouble. And all you're trying to do is just offer yourself a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God. Number three, you know which boy this is. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You're gonna find this, you're gonna find Jacob, and here's, Jacob's a dude. He steals his brother's blessing. But his brother didn't care nothing about it or he'd never been able to steal it from him. He'd rather have a bowl of soup than the blessing of the Lord. What do we see in there? The natural man and the spiritual man. The one that wants the blessing of God. The one that'd rather be satisfy himself right now. It's the one that says, look, here's the way it is in today's society. The, the society, they'll teach you this. They want you to have 20 minutes of pleasure and it costs you 20, 20 years of pain. That's an Esau for you. Just give me a bowl of soup. I'm going to, I'm starving to death. Anybody ever say that? I'm starving to death. No, you're not. Just give me a bowl of soup. Yeah, but, hey, I want your birthright. I don't care about that. Just give me a bowl of soup. Feed the flesh, forget the spirit. The Bible said, walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Anybody got that? Uh, he, not only, he not only steals a blessing from his brother, but then he swindles his father-in-law out of his best livestock. He's a dude. Anybody know a swindler? Oh, yeah. My son bought a car one time. 
transmission came out of it a week after he bought it. Called the dealership and he said, I hope you know a good mechanic, swindler. Jacob? Yeah, here's what Jacob's thinking. I deserve that all alone. Too bad, Laban. Is anybody with me today? Are you falling asleep on me? You know what all those, you know what happened in all three of those families right there? They had wives and children. Jacob had more than the rest of them. You know what they had? Every one of them had trouble. You know what you're going to have in this world? You're going to have trouble. If you think you're going to walk out this door without any trouble, friend, you've bumped your head. You're going to have trouble. And especially the closer you get to God, the more trouble you're going to have. Number one was trouble. Number two is this. Here's what they all had. They all had a testimony. They had a testimony. What was, Abra what was Abraham's testimony? It was this. James 2 and 23. Abraham is called the friend of God. What a testimony. What does somebody say about you? I hope they say this about me. If they said, wasn't much good about Mike McCoy, but he was God's man. Glory to God. He had a testimony that he was God's friend. We want friends in this world, but to be honest, if you didn't have another friend on the face of the earth and God was your friend, you'd have everything you need. And Abraham was this, his God's friend. Jesus said, said, uh, uh, no, uh, greater love hath no man than he lay down his life for his friends and you are my friends if you do whatsoever I have commanded you that's a dirt. listen perfect evidence of being a friend of God following the word what a testimony Jacob or Isaac had, had I want you to listen to this now he's the friend Galatians 4.28. See this? It, it what, I know it's Old Testament people, but, but it's relevant to, to New Testament covenant because that's how we got it. It come through these families. Galatians 4.28. Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Now we, brethren... As Isaac was, he was the promised child. God came through just like he said he would. He was the promise. Here's what he's known for. He's a well digger. You're not going to find a lot like you do about Abraham and Jacob. But oh, Isaac, Isaac, it's this. You know what he does? He provides water. What a testimony. When I was in a dry, parched place, somebody come by with a drink of living water. Glory to God. What a testimony. I'm telling you what our churches need today. We need some Isaacs that's willing to do however, however deep they got to dig. They're going to do this. They're going to dig down till they hit water and they're going to provide the water for them around them. It is this. It's living water and you can't live without it. 
What a testimony. What do you do? I, I don't do much. I dig wells. <laughs> anybody drink out of them wells? Oh, yeah, anybody wants to. <laughs> Anyone that wants a drink. I don't cut it off for nobody. If you want a drink, I got one to give you. What is that? Praise God. Jesus said, if you thirst, come and drink. Where you see this in the former families? What was he? One's a friend and the other providing a fountain of water. Come get you a drink. If you're thirsty today, you can have a drink. Have you tried this world? And it's left you dry and parched. You can have friends as long as you have money, but a lot of times when your money runs out, your friends do too. Lastly is this. This is strong language right here. What about the testimony of Jacob? Romans 9 and 13. Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. Now that's strong language. And unless we learn what that means in the English, when we go to Luke chapter 14, the Bible says this, if you don't hate your father and your mother, then you don't, you, you don't love me, you can't be my disciple. The, the word there, the, it's not the hate that we're thinking about. It means this, less love. If you find that in the Greek, and I'll try, I, I won't even try to pronounce it. But it, it, here's what it's going to mean. It's going to mean this, love less. Love less, without love. Why would he love why would he love one and love less the other? I'm gonna ask you something that everyone that's got children in here will understand this today. Now you're very fond of Campbell and Collins, I know. Jake, but very amazing number one. You know why? She's yours. You know what God knew about Jacob? You know what God knew about Jacob? Jacob wants me. Esau just wants a bowl of soup. But oh, Jacob, though a swindler he is, though he stole it from his brother, hey, God knew it from the beginning. The angel had said, look, the younger, the, the older's going to serve the younger. The elder's going to serve the younger. He knew from the womb this guy's going to come out. And you know what he's going to want? He's going to want a blessing of the Lord. He knows that's his priority. Hey, listen, that should be our priority. We want the blessing of the Lord. Did anybody see, uh, did anyone... Uh, friends with Patrick O'Dell on Facebook. A few, a few. So Patrick, Patrick posts this story. I think it's a perfect illustration of this, of former families. And though, though the trouble comes, we don't understand how important the testimony is. You know why? Because God's ways is not our ways. And, and his thoughts aren't our thoughts. We don't think like God. God's not affected by time or space. We think of the here and now. That's all we're thinking about. If I'm hurting right now, I'm hurting. That's right on the brain. 
If I'm sick, I'm sick. If I'm angry, I'm angry. God don't, I mean, it, we live in the here and now. God lives in the eternal. Some of you may have heard this story. It's, it's the first time I read it. I've heard some like it, but, but uh, uh, this comes from a post of Patrick O'Dell. David and Shafia Flood. Does that ring a bell? 19 and 21. David and Shafia, S-V-E-A, Shafia Flood. They're, they're Swedish. And they, they come from their Scandinavian home and they're seeking what the Lord would have them to do and they feel impressed to go into the Congo and share Christ with the natives. How many here knows that when people in the past have gone into the Congo, it didn't turn out real well? They go into the Congo, they team up with a family named Erickson. All of them are Swedish from Swedish descent. They team up with the Ericsons. They go into this place, they find this group of people and the chief said, you're not coming in here. You're you're gonna mess our magic up and you're not coming in here. So they go out a little ways from the village and they build them some mud huts on the side of the hill. The chief will not let them come and talk about Christ, try to teach them anything. they're, They're ignorant and they like it. They're afraid of learning. Learning brings responsibility. Here they are, mud huts. There's one boy from that village that the chief allows to visit them and he sells them chickens and eggs. They're surviving on chickens and eggs. The chief allows the boy to go. Shafia says, he won't let me in the village, but he'll let one boy come. I'll lead that one boy to Christ. And over a period of time, this one boy gets saved. Believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. He's bringing them eggs and chickens. Malaria comes their way. They get very ill. They recover and after they recover, they find this out. Shafia is pregnant. Malaria has taken such a toll on her body. The chief sends a midwife to help her bring forth, bring the baby into the world. The baby's born 17 days later, she dies. David Flood takes his 27-year-old wife's body, digs a crude grave, puts her in that grave, picks up that baby, picks up his other child, Takes off, said, I'm going back. Said, God's let me down. He said, I, I can't take, I can't get nothing done and I can't take care of that baby. And he gave that baby to the Ericsons and left and went back to back home. The Ericsons malaria comes their way and it's just a short period of time. The Ericsons die and here's this little baby. I'll call her Anna. I can't pronounce the name in the pronounce it correctly, the spelling. Here's this little baby. They give the baby away to somebody else who comes to the States 
They raised this child in North Dakota. She goes to a Bible college. She meets a man by the name of Hurst. Let me make sure I go right. She meets a man by the name of Hurst, marries this guy. She gets a Swedish newspaper. She knows the story of the parents and she can't read the language, but she sees a picture of a grave and it says, Shvia Flood. She goes to someone that can translate it and finds out that's her mama's birth, burial plot. She said she wanted, so here's, all she knows is she was saved out of the Congo by somebody that brought her back to the stateside and her mama died there and her daddy went back to Sweden and, and, and denounced his faith and, and didn't want to have nothing to do with God. She and, she and her husband are at a meeting and they meet this young man from the Congo who has a speech, uh, he speaks French and he says this, and when they speak to him, she finds out he knew Shvia. And she said, you knew my mother? He said, I'm the boy that she led to the Lord. She said, you are, and he said, yep. He said, and after they were all gone, he called them the whites. After all the whites was gone, he said, I talked the chief into letting me build a school. And he said, I started leading children to the Lord. He said, and the children led the parents to the Lord. See, trouble had come. Trouble had come for the family. And it looked like they were done. I mean, here's mom's dead, dad's a drunkard in Sweden, Sweden somewhere, and, and, and here's the little girl that's left over from that, but she's met a boy who built a school, who led them to the Lord. He said, in our village, there are 600 Christians because of what your mama done for us in the Congo. He said this, she is the most honored and respected person in the history of our tribe. And she's not even from there. You know what she had? A testimony. They said they sent him on vacation and she got to come to the place of her mother's burial and there's the headstone of her mama's remains lay she was at another convention in London there's a fellow walked up to her and he said this because of that there's been a hundred and ten thousand people in that Congo area come to Christ a hundred and ten thousand people come to Christ because of a little woman who died in the jungle but she led a little boy with the Lord and she had trouble and she missed she missed the, the, the life of her daughter but that short life what if that life was 60 years old 
What if that life, what if the life of that daughter is 80 years? What if she lives to be 80 years old? And then she leaves this world. And she steps into glory. And there's mom. And these multitudes are coming through the gate because of a little short Swedish woman that led one boy to the Lord. It's not our troubles that matter. It's our testimony. And Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. What's your testimony say today? Hey, Mike, Mark, Michael, Mark, come here. Do you want to try to play this song for Random Roll to send it? You want Jewel to play it? Jewel. You know, you know what? Uh, Our history, our, my family history is not, not well known outside our little circle, Roseanne. They nobody knows anything about us. But I hope when I get to heaven, there's a few that's there. And, there's that, and they're there because of my testimony. As you stand today, we're going to try to sing rule to send it. If you need, if you need something from God, you ought to come. You ought to come. If you're not in the family of God, friend, you don't have a testimony. You've got judgment to look forward to. What do you need today? Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.